a wedding reception fit for refugees. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. The war in Syria has sent refugees flooding into Turkey, and that's put a strain on local services there. So a Turkish couple decided to help on their wedding day. The bride in her wedding gown and her tiara uh, and the groom in his white tuxedo went down to the food distribution center and handed out food, handed out cooked food to Syrian refugees. We'll hear how that went and why everyone's still talking about it, plus an update on U.S. efforts to train the rebels in Syria. Objectively, it's a disaster. And later, comedian Lalo Alcaraz on why Jon Stewart's been good for you. Instead of your veins popping while you're watching the evening news, you're laughing. That's all coming up today on The World. The World is brought to you by PRI with support from Lumosity.com, brain training designed by neuroscientists that has been used by 60 million people worldwide with personalized training programs to challenge memory, attention, and problem solving. You can learn more at Lumosity.com. I'm Marco Werman, here with the world. That deadly bombing in Saudi Arabia today, ISIS claimed responsibility for it. In the past 12 months, we've seen a scary and rapid rise of ISIS. Just a little over a year ago, ISIS emerged onto the scene. They seized control of Mosul in Iraq, and that shocked people across the region. Shocked Washington, too. The Obama administration promised to train moderate rebels in Syria to fight ISIS. And this week, the first group of rebels finally entered Syria. So, how's that going? Objectively, it's a disaster. That's Mike Giglio, reporter for BuzzFeed. We reached him in Istanbul. It feels strange as a reporter to to say things so definitively, but this is really just a total embarrassment. You know, this program was announced more than a year ago. And the Obama administration announced it at a time when ISIS had just surged into Iraq and there was this big outcry domestically, internationally, what are you going to do to stop these guys? When they announced it, even then their timeline was criticized as being far off. They said there was going to be months of preparation, months of vetting, and then you'd have hundreds of rebels trained in the program. Now we're more than a year into it and there's tens. I mean, there's less than a hundred. The U.S. hasn't been able to convince rebels to sign up to the program because the parameters of the program are, from a rebel perspective, pretty ridiculous. They say that the rebels cannot fight Assad or should not fight Assad. It's not the directive of the program. They should only fight ISIS. And on top of that, they're not outfitting them with really useful weapons or great supplies of ammunition. So you basically have this offer for rebel groups to sign on to this U.S. plan, basically to receive training and some weapons. Rebels would say, and they have said to me, you know, we've been fighting for four years. How much training do you think we really need? And you're, you're putting a target on their back with the U.S. affiliation. You know, rival rebel groups, especially Islamist rebel groups, who are way more powerful than these guys on the ground, see them as U.S. proxies, which, in fact, they are. And what we saw a couple of weeks ago was the commander of one of the major battalions that's been involved in this program the minute he stepped foot into Syria, he was kidnapped by the local affiliate of al-Qaeda. Then just today, there's news that his battalion has now formally renounced any plans to fight al-Qaeda and basically is, is being bullied around. So the notion was that the U.S. and its allies would run airstrikes while these rebels are on the ground kind of helping out. So if, if this rebel force is ineffective, or I mean, you seem to be making case that it's almost non-existent, where is the effectiveness for these airstrikes? Right. You know, first of all, I think the U.S. has been a little bit wishy-washy on what the airstrikes and the air cover would look like in support of these battalions. That being said, let's say that they were to go in with really heavy air support. 
without having the rebels be a, a strong and respected contingent on the ground, I, I think that you you can't solve that problem with airstrikes. As we saw, really, it seems at least like the moment the the commander stepped foot across the border, he was reportedly kidnapped from a town called Azad, which is directly the entry point from the Turkish border. You can't stop something like that with airstrikes. So what do the rebels actually want? They, I, I think it's important to say that, you know, this isn't necessarily the Pentagon's fault. This program is run by the Pentagon. The parameters of this program are what has drawn such a, you know, distaste for the program among the rebels that I've spoken to, the rebels that other reporters have spoken to. And they're just, they're not really feasible. It's, it's a fantasy, actually, to put all the emphasis on fighting ISIS while the regime is carrying out airstrikes daily on rebel positions. The Assad regime, and you mean. To, that's right. And to sort of refuse to outfit the rebels that you are signing up to the program with enough weapons, enough ammunition to really change.